From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to I play you this sound, Mocha. Uh, I found this, and I, and I found it to be um, both fascinating and disgusting. Um, so just to, I just want to throw this out here right now. This has nothing to do with the $25,000 sound okay, okay. That, we, that we have going on. This is a completely different sound, yeah. but still as mysterious, still as mind-boggling, still as difficult to try and figure out what this sound is. So I want to play this for you now, okay. and you tell me if you have any idea what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right, Do you need to hear it again? Yeah. Do you need to hear it again? Yes. <laughs> okay. First of all, okay. farts. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> so yeah. It sounds like farts. But right. also. <laughs> it sounds like. Like boots, like walking through mud. Maybe. Okay. 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 But also Shem, farts. You're, sh- you're, you're shaking your head. Just Maybe boots. Wa- bo- is it boots? Could it be boots walking through farts? <laughs> just, <laughs> just sounds wet. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, you're right, yeah, Shem. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It sounds wet. It, it sounds sound, wet. And it's, now it's, Ooh, there yeah. it is. Oh. Yep. Oh, Needs a vitamin. This is what this is what Gwyneth Paltrow's detoxing yeah. from. So okay. Okay. Can't have this uh, okay. Again. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so what is what is that sound? Now, Shem, you said wet, which was very, very good. Um, Mocha, you said farts, uh-huh. which was also very, very good. Play it one more time. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one is more indicative of what this actually is, the first one or the second one. Like that one. Okay. Those are, yeah. two, those are also two very different octaves, right? Right. Did they yes. happen? Are these like sounds that happen they consecutively, or this is an edit of multiple times it has happened? It, it is they... a compilation. Okay, it is. Okay. It is. A, it is a compilation. Okay. okay. So the first one higher. That second one sounds like a little bit more forceful. Yeah. Right. More. By the way, more. You can't play. You already know what this is, Maury. I know. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's coming from me now. My stomach hurts. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, what is that? Is, is what it, is that sound? Is it like for no up? dollars. For no. Okay, can I tell you what everyone is texting in right now? They're yes. all texting the exact same thing. By the okay, way. Okay, so they they probably know what it is too. At nine two five triple five. What are they saying? It is a dog sneezing. No, it's a seal sneezing. What? A seal. You they got them big blubbery faces, them big wet faces. 
Oh man, what's wrong with that poor seal? Why is he so much? Oh, now look at you. Oh, poor seal. <laughs> now, if you would have said that was a seal farting, I would have been like, no, get that man or woman, female seal, that Gwyneth Potter IV. <laughs> Yo, allergy Yo. season is real. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Rachel, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, why are you reaching out? I wrote a note to Shem, and uh, I wanted to share it with you guys. Go for it. Um, so uh, on August, or sorry, November uh, 5th, 2012, I relapsed from um, after being sober for three months. Sober. Um, what were you? What were you addicted to? I was. I was doing um, painkillers and heroin. Yeah. Um, and I was driving to school the next morning, very depressed. Um, didn't know what I was going to do from there. And I remember Maury was trying to figure out how old he was in 2005 and couldn't figure out and do the math. <laughs> and that really upset me because I'm really good at math and science. Yeah. Um, and so I told myself, I'm like, I have to stay clean because I need to know if this guy is going to ever get better at math and science. And I've been uh, clean and sober for 10 and a half years now, and Maury still isn't good at science. Hold <laughs> on. Yo, big up to you I for being clean. <laughs> Second of all, it was Maury's poor math that got you off of heroin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that, how long, Dad. How long had you been uh, been on drugs for prior to uh, the relapse? Like, how long? Had, um, and, and how old were you then? I was uh, 15 when I started. So I started in November of 2011. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, I had, and then I went to rehab in the summer. Between, I was still in high school, so I went to rehab in the summer um, of 2012. I had been sober from August to. November and then I just had one bad night and relapsed and mm. I didn't as I said I didn't know what I was going to do but I just remember being so frustrated and I was like I have to say it so that he can get better and I mean he's never gotten better but <laughs> well <laughs> still, if I'm, you can get better then maybe I can get better that's never gonna I, no, I, it, I, it I, hasn't I, happened I, yet <laughs> Maury as as hard as uh, I've heard kicking heroin is uh, you learning math is much a uh, much higher mountain to climb. <laughs> Um, this is yeah. this is incredible. So you relapsed and you were on pills, opioids and 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 heroin and you were listening mm -hmm. to the show one day and Maury at the time was trying to figure out how old he was in 2005 and was failing yeah. miserably to figure that out. And that yeah. and that moment sparked you to clean up. Yeah, it was just cuz I I was so depressed <laughs> and I didn't know what I would do yeah. and I just I was just like I I needed external like I needed an external motivation cuz I couldn't find it within myself and I just was like okay well you know what this this might be the stupidest thing ever but like he'll get he must get better like this must be an act and I mean like I don't know if it is but like So Rachel, still, let me ask you this though when talking to other folks who have maybe gone through what you went through or uh, who have relapsed or who have been clean for X amount of years in your conversations and they say to you, what was it or what was the moment that made you decide that you were going to stop forever? Do you tell them this story? I tell them, yeah, I tell them there's a radio show host and he's the reason that I, I, I am clean. I tell them that all the time. <laughs> Obviously now at 10 and a half years later, like there's a lot more reasons I have to stay clean. Yeah. Um, but, but 
like, I do tell them, I was like, for first three months, I would listen to you guys every day. And like the science with Maury and Maury tried to do math and, and the riddles, they just frustrated me because I'm like, these are so simple. How do you not get them? <laughs> well, so you Rachel. got clean out of anger. <laughs> Rachel, I know, I know we're not your designated sponsor, okay? And mm-hmm. we have helped out in the past. But I will just let you know that you've called on the perfect day because I can let you and everybody else know right now that it is, in fact, spelling bee season. <laughs> and as soon as we hang up, as soon oh, no. as we hang up with you, we're going to play a song and we're going to come back and it's going to be spelling bee time with Damon Mori. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, would you also agree, Rachel, that it is actually quite beneficial if Maury does not learn how to do math because maybe he can help others. Maybe he can. I, I mean, like, it was to me because, like, I went on to, like, go to school and, and like, take chemistry and everything. And so, like, yeah. as I said, like, I was such a, like, a math and, yeah. a math and like, uh, wow. that it just angered me so much to, like, not have him be good at it when I was, like, 16 and he was, like, in his 30s. No, the best. So should I be brought to, like, AA meetings no, and stuff? No, no, Maury. I, you're not helping at all, Maury. Poor girl's going to relapse again. <laughs> um, okay, Rachel. Rachel, um, we love you so much, and congratulations on uh, everything in this incredible life that you've built for yourself. Um, but we, uh, we're we going to play a song. We're going to come back, and it is uh, Spelling Bee time because it is Spelling Bee season, and every single year around this time we do it. Uh, and this is going to be the thing that's going to keep you um, sober, until, at least until the end of the day, okay? Yeah, 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 uh, exactly. Okay. Love you, Rachel. Um, are you going to ask me the question? Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz. Oh, thank you. I appreciate just that. I'm equally as petty as you. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is amazing. Take care, Rachel. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Words, words, words. <laughs> as promised, it is spelling oh, no. bee season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pulled all of these words uh, from my kids' uh, spelling bee practice words. So these are, we have sixth grade words, seventh grade words, and eighth grade words. Oh, you can't do the eighth grade. Well, <laughs> I know why? I know. It seems tough. I know. <laughs> know your limit. Play within it, anyone? <laughs> um, okay. And remind me, no, I cannot write these down. You can But I can use my finger on the desk. Uh, what? Like to sort of mimic, like so I can help my no, brain. No, I'm going to say no. I can't help my brain? No. You see the kids at Spelling Bee do that? No. Oh. Spelling Bee rules, sir. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Maury, uh, we'll start with the sixth grade words, okay? Sure. Maury, your first word is antiquated. A-N-T-E-Q-U-A-T-Q-U-A-T-E. Antiquate. Yeah, more. You're not allowed to write this down, Lori. But Moke is allowed to write down what you say, okay? And then try and say it at the end. Antiquate, antiquate. A n t i q u a t e d. Maury is. I forgot the d. Yes. Since the nineties. All right, Maury. Your word is equestrian. Equestrian, 
E S Q U E T T I R I N E. Okay. Mo Mocha, what did he say? Equestrine. <laughs> no, Maury, it's a E Q U E S T R I A N is equestrian. Oh. Okay, moving on to um, the seventh grade words. Oh, no. I think you're ready to, to, to level up here more. Thank you. Um, let's go with scrumptiously. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> Okay. S-Q-R-U-M-C-H-L-E-Y. What do you, I don't you, think that's right. Scrumchly. <laughs> it's uh, it's S C R U M P T I O U S L Y. Scrumptiously. Wow, that was way off. Okay. Way off. Uh, Maury, inconceivable. Oh, I saw that in a movie once. Okay. <laughs> okay, spell it. Spell it. I N in C O N S. I V A B L E. No, incorrect. Conceive a. I forgot an A. Can I? Okay. <laughs> stick an A. Stick an A in there. Where? <laughs> Where? Uh, inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> like inconceivable. Uh, uh Inconceivable. I N C O N C E I V A B L E. Damn it, Maury. Uh, moving on to eighth grade words. Spell super irrigation. Wow. Okay. S U P E R I R R A G A T T I O U N. <laughs> what? Bro, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. That's seventeen letters in that word. What super? Stick, stick, I T I C K. Just stick. Um, y O U L A T I O N. Justiculation. You spelled justiculation. <laughs> okay. G E S T I C U L A T I O N S. Yes, G. Uh, Maury, um, let's go with pterodactyl. T E R. Incorrect. <laughs> Immediately. T H. Incorrect. T E. Incorrect. T A. Incorrect. T I. Incorrect. T T. Incorrect. H. Incorrect. H. <laughs> I thought it was a silent H T. Incorrect. You said pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. T. Incorrect. Pterodactyl. Ter. Terra. E.T. Incorrect. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Y.T.H. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I thought if I said it quickly. Okay, go with what you were thinking then. Go okay. with what you were thinking. T.E.R.R. -R. Incorrect. No. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay. Okay, go ahead. No. Okay. okay. T.E.R.R.A. 
D A K D A L E. Darren Dagdale? <laughs> Darren Dagdale. That sounds like some suburb somewhere. Yeah. Maury. Pterodactyl. One more time. Tear. T E A R. Incorrect. Tear. Incorrect. T E A R. Incorrect. T E Incorrect. I don't know. <laughs> Maury. Yeah? Pterodactyl. P. P. <laughs> Are you looking at the wrong word? P There's no P. P T E R O D A C T Y L. Pterodactyl. What does the P do? <laughs> Not since the 90s, huh? <laughs> you sound like a pterodactyl. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. If you use a uh, reusable water bottle, wash them. Wash them more often than you think. Why? A new study described reusable water bottles as a, quote, portable Petri dish, revealing they could harbor 40,000 times more bacteria than the average toilet seat. This is a study done by uh, waterfilterguru.com. And they got these results by swabbing different parts of a water bottle. The spout lid... Mm-hmm. If your bottle has a uh, straw, so the straw that goes into the lid. Oh, those things are nasty. And the they squeeze top. They get all bitten top. up and chewed. Yeah, and then the, the squeeze top lids, right? Yeah. And they swab these like three times each in order to get the certified results. How do we know that these people don't have something to sell and what is on the swab is actually feces? You know what I mean? There's a lot of we swabbed it three times. Here's the results. And, we fa- and every single time it's always poo? <laughs> yes, it's always poo. <laughs> it's always poo. According to this study, your reusable water bottle contains twice as many germs as the kitchen sink, four times the amount of bacteria as a computer mouse, and then compare it to your pet's drinking bowl, 14 times more bacteria. So we should drink but, out but of our from, pet's drinking bowl. Thank you. But from what, though? From what? Just bacteria, just grossness that's out there. From your mouth, because Stuff you're that, not washing it. So every time you stick it in your mouth, it gets dirty. So so why did, why is it that we swabbed your mouth and this is what we found? That it's dirty. Uh, dirty too many variables. Yeah, swab everybody's mouth that uses a water bottle? <laughs> well, well, Look at Shelly yeah. looking at his water bottle right now. When, yes, was the last time? Rest. when was the last time you washed that bottle, Shem? I wash it every day before I use it. Oh, with hot too. water and soap? Always. Because that's Always. what they recommend. They're like, you better chance of it not having, you well, know. Can't you just run it through the dishwasher? bacteria on it. Yeah, dishwasher's fine, too. Yeah, yeah, so hot water. But people and don't, though. Exactly. Goes in the gym bag, gets filled up, goes back in the gym bag, Bro, and then you use the it the next day. Mocha got me one for Christmas. I wash it, like, every really? week. You got me every something, week. like a drinking thing. Like a, a coffee mug? Yeah. Um, <laughs> same thing. And yeah. I wash it every Friday. Once a but week. How many, I, but I no, use how it every many? day, like all day. Like just for water, though? No, tea. Oh, Lord. No, you should. So according to the study, you should be like for water bottles, because this is what they study is hot water and soap every single day. And then at least once a week, like a sanitize. So like tossing it into the into the dishwasher. But is it what if you put vodka in it? Does that help at all with Uh, the sanitization? One would assume yes. Alcohol. Okay. So is it now is it the people making it dirty or is it the leftover stuff inside of it that's making it dirty? No, it's the stuff like, that is you, it, it's your mouth basically. You're the one that's mouth. gross, right? And all the right. bacteria that's on your dirty ass lips, your poo lips, wow. 
right? Wow. Poolips. <laughs> Damn. I haven't, I, haven't been called, I haven't been called Poolips in like 10 years. <laughs> I think that's the biggest revelation. Back in the day, people used to call you Poolips. Shut up. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I found an article that compiled cringeworthy dating profiles submitted by women who are on a bunch of like the different dating apps, right? All of them, yeah. And like, honestly, guys, the audacity of some people. No, really? <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm about to read to you okay. is very, very shocking, is in this, my opinion. Is this like just ignorance or is it flexing? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay, okay. I'm here for it. One guy wrote, no B, you aren't no public figure. Just because you put it on your Instagram, princess, everything isn't about you. Not everyone is always looking at you. The world doesn't revolve around you. Stop taking selfies and videos of the gym. You give up as soon as you start actually sweating. Not every, okay, this part I can't read because it's very rude. Oh. Um, sure, you're attractive and pretty, but you're so ugly on the inside. That was a me profile That's a or a profile? message? That's somebody's profile. Yes. So he put that to everybody. To everybody looking for a match. Another guy didn't leave. The, the person blocked out their name. 32 years old. Yeah. You're probably nearing 30 with or without someone else's kids. And now you want to date and settle down with a, quote, real man. But by the age of 25, you've thrown out your price a minimum of four times because you deserve better. I have a comfy life, a good job uh, with a house on the way. What do you bring to the table? If your answer is your kids, your looks, or holiday wishes, go um, mm -hmm. to the sand. No man that has a shred of self-respect would ever touch you. A house on the way isn't the flex you think it is, bro. Thank you. <laughs> these are profiles that guys have out there on some of these. I got a house on the way. Come on On now. some of these dating profiles trying to hook up or trying to, like, match with other women. Another person wrote, um, here's what I'm looking for in my woman. Long hair, nice feet with straight toes. Okay. Uh, big boobs. Right. Kind. Mm -hmm. Always responds to my messages fast. Mm -hmm. Does not get mad at me if I take too long to reply. Can cook good food. Has her own house. Has a nice car. Not vain. Good credit score. Let's me make the decisions. Does not look at other guys. Says she loves me every day. Good at cleaning. Has a good job. Is voting for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Respects man is not fat Is a good dancer is bilingual Wow I bet you if you looked at that guy's mother She would match everything that he just posted <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounds like You know what I mean uh, Another person uh, These are like cringeworthy um, dating profiles No hookups No sending nudes No you can't have my snapchat Don't F with me Been called a B word too many times I'll start acting like one now uh, no, I don't want to follow you on Instagram. If we match and nothing gets said, I'm unmatching with you. Don't match with me. You'll get your feelings hurt and call me a B-word, and then I'll show you who the real B-word is. Whatever <laughs> happened to I like long walks on the beach? I, oh, I don't understand this world. What a terrible world, the dating world. My God. Uh, Will uh, Max, who's 29 years old and a mm -hmm. bartender, wrote this on his profile. We'll unmatch after 24 hours of silence, LOL. I'm that dude your ex's mom warned him about. Uh, LOL, I'm not looking for love, but you're welcome to change my mind. I fall for short, goofy girls who are extremely spontaneous. Oh, and of course, 
boobs. <laughs> if you want to uh, share a post that you've come across, or you can call us. Let me read you one more. Uh, don't be fat. Have an $80,000 a year salary. Uh, must weigh less than 130 pounds. Cannot be taller than 5'8". Must be fit. No baggage. No feminist qualities. Must hold conservative core values and be open-minded. Don't effing argue with me. I'm not your daddy. You're paying for the first date. 50-50 lifestyle. Stop smoking uh, if you are. If you're not a seven hot, I'm not interested. If I swipe right on you and you fail the requirement, don't even bother matching. Wow, all of that, and he's looking for a seven. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, cringe-worthy dating profiles. <laughs> what Stones on about. some people, huh? Oh my goodness. Um, the one guy that wrote on his profile, "F it, we're either friends or f buddies." If you're lucky, it can turn into something serious. I'm dead-ass tired of BS and putting forth effort into anything where I get nothing back. Like, sorry, but this is what happens when good guys get effed over way too many times. <laughs> I don't play games. I'm up front. Just keep breaking me. Let's see how broken I can get. Wow. Uh, somebody just texted us at 925 Hey, guys, I saw a guy's dating profile once that specifically said... He was looking, quote, looking for a breeder and wasn't interested in matching unless you were willing to supply him with at least 12 kids. 12? Nick Cannon wrote that? Jeez. It do be wild out here. <laughs> what a word to 12? Wow. Uh, let's see here. Kate, we'll get to you in a second. We're going to start off uh, with... Uh, Tina. Tina, go ahead. Yeah, so I found this guy on Facebook dating, and yeah, I know, like, Facebook dating is not really meant to, like, find someone, like, let's be real. Uh -huh. But um, I found this guy, and, like, it was, like, the weirdest profile, because there's no picture of him, but there's a profile that says, you know, I'm married with three kids, I want to find, like, I want to have, like, an open relationship, my wife understands, and, like, my first reaction was, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Yeah. Wait a second. He put on his like, dating profile that he was married with kids? Yeah. Like, at least he's honest about it. Like, you know, because people are not always honest about that kind of stuff. But, like, still, like, you know, you're married with three kids. Yeah. And, and you're can you on see, your profile. because it's on Facebook, can you see uh, if anyone else, like, messaged him? Or, like, it wasn't, like, on a, on a, on a public page, right? Where you could see other no, people's comments like or anything like that? No, it was, like, a legit, like, profile. Oh. Like, it was, like, his actual profile. Okay. But there was no picture of him. It was like a picture of like a beach. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, you say that you're open, but like you're not putting a picture of yourself. So and you obviously did not reach out to him. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that damn person. All right. So yeah. that's like the most that you've ever come across. Like, have you been on the dating apps since then? Uh, yeah, I've been on a couple, but like honestly, like when I actually decide to start dating again, I'm gonna go on like eHarmony or like Match or like one of these paid apps where you actually meet people that actually want to like date, yeah, and not just you know hook up. Uh, which apps have you been been using? Like Tinder, Bumble. I've used Bumble. I've used Tinder. I actually had a relationship through Tinder uh -huh. for like a solid year and a half. Wow. So like that was okay. And his wife was cool with it. Oh, no. Oh. She wasn't married. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Damn, no, Tina. That, that thought would you, never happen. I thought you had a type. 
Oh, no. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that your story, Tina. Really never happened, but thank you. <laughs> you Have a it. wonderful day. All the best. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Bye. All right, Kate, you are up next. What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. How long good. have you been uh, in the, in in the, the dating, dating game, game for? Uh, years. Like, oh, pre-COVID. No. When you <laughs> okay. say it like that. And you've come across some, like, pretty suspect stuff online yeah there's there's quite a lot of interesting um profiles out there but uh the one i recently saw definitely topped all of them okay where did you see this one uh on hinge okay and what was it uh the best way i could describe it was it looked like an advertisement uh for for him um basically the way he put it together it looked like a poster board you would put together for a school project in the eighth grade it was very <laughs> colorful yeah had lots of taglines captions ridiculous but what did he say was there anything in there that was like he was just like being too into himself or yeah uh it started at the the top where when he i guess found my profile and, and liked it he said type one for a personalized poem uh, and if you scroll down a little bit, uh, he is roommate free and lives downtown and he showed pictures of his apartment. Uh-huh. Uh, he can cook for you, uh, showed a picture of him dressed like a chef mm-hmm. with lots of food around. But the one that really um, caught my eye was when you get to the third photo, it's him in the kitchen with a group of people around him all raising red solo cups. And the, the um, caption says, also has cult daddy vibes. Like raising cups, like to cheers him? Or? Like surrounding him. He's in the middle. They're all around him raising their cups, and it, and it's it's wild. Like worshiping him? Yeah. Oh, God. You didn't reach out to the, like, you didn't ever, never, no. repl- you didn't hit one no. to be like, yo, you send me that poem? Yo, you, why didn't you get the poem? I, I couldn't. I didn't want to go any further with it. I screen recorded the bio so I could have it, and then I moved on. Oh, <laughs> get and, the, Always get the poem. And, 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 and how has, since that experience, how, how have the online profiles been? Oh, well, that was only about two or three weeks ago. Um, so I haven't really gone on, uh, definitely haven't gone on Hinge since, uh, since that one. Um, kind of taking a break, I think, for now. What makes Hinge different from like Tinder and Bumble and all those other ones? Honestly, I don't think there's much of a difference. I used to use Tinder and Bumble uh, years ago when they first came out, had a little bit of success on those. Yeah. But then, as I'm sure you guys have uh, heard, it kind of just switched and it just became more of like a hookup app. And, and Hinge is kind of getting that way now, too, to be honest. But it seemed a bit more promising uh-huh. when, when I first downloaded do you, it. A do you find ago. the same people on all apps? Like, do you ever come across the same person from app to app to app? I have in the past. And, and people that I've dated have admitted that they have several apps. Um, oh. Yeah. Damn. Got to hedge those bets. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, no problem. Have a great day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yeah, so I found this guy on Facebook dating. And yeah, I know, like, Facebook dating is not really meant to, like, find someone. Like, let's be real. Uh-huh. But um, I found this guy. And, like, it was, like, the weirdest profile because there's no picture of him. But there's a profile that says, you know, I'm married with three kids. I want to find, like, I want to have, like, an open relationship. My wife understands. And, like, my first reaction was, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Yeah. Wait a second. He put on his like, dating profile that he was married with kids? Yeah. Like, at least he's honest about it. Like, you know, because people are not always honest about that kind of stuff. But, like, still, like, you know, you're married with three kids. 
Yeah. And, and you put can it you on see, your profile. Because it's on Facebook, can you see uh, if anyone else, like, messaged him? Or, like, it wasn't, like, on a, on a, on a public page, right? Where you could see no, other people's comments like or anything like that? No, it was, like, a legit, like, profile. Oh. Like, it was, like, his actual profile. Okay. But there was no picture of him. It was, like, a picture of, like, a beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like... You know, you say that you're open, but, like, you're not putting a picture of yourself. So. And you obviously did not reach out to him. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that damn person. All right. So yeah. that's, like, the most that you've ever come across? Like, have you been on these dating apps since then? Uh, Yeah, I've been on a couple. But, like, honestly, like, when I actually decide to start dating again, I'm going to go on, like, eHarmony or, like, Match or, like, one of these paid apps where you actually meet people that actually want to, like, date yeah. and not just, you know, hook up. Uh, which apps have you been, been using? Like, Tinder, Bumble? I've used Bumble. I've used Tinder. I actually had a relationship through Tinder uh-huh. for, like, a solid year and a half. Wow. So, like, that was okay. And his wife was cool with it? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't married. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Damn, no, Tina. Thought, that thought would you, never happen. I thought you had a type. Oh, no. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that your story, Tina. It really never happened, but thank you. you Have a it. wonderful day. All the best. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right, Kate, you are up next. What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. How long good. have you been uh, in the, in in the, the dating, dating game, game for? Uh, years. Like, <laughs> oh, pre-COVID. When you say <laughs> okay. it like that. And you've come across some, like, pretty suspect stuff online yeah there's there's quite a lot of interesting um profiles out there but uh the one i recently saw definitely topped all of them okay where did you see this one uh on hinge okay and what was it uh the best way i could describe it was it looked like an advertisement uh for for him um basically the way he put it together it looked like a poster board you would put together for a school project in the eighth grade it was very <laughs> oh colorful yeah had lots of taglines captions ridiculous but what did he say was there anything in there that was like he was just like being too into himself or yeah uh it started at the the top where when he i guess found my profile and, and liked it he said type one for a personalized poem uh, and if you scroll down a little bit, uh, he is roommate-free and lives downtown, and he showed pictures of his apartment. Uh-huh. Uh, he can cook for you, uh, showed a picture of him dressed like a chef mm-hmm. with lots of food around. But the one that really um, caught my eye was when you get to the third photo. It's him in the kitchen with a group of people around him all raising red Solo cups, and the, the um, caption says, also has cult daddy vibes. Like raising cups, like to cheers him? Or? Like surrounding him. He's in the middle. They're all around him raising their cups, and it, and it's it's wild. Like worshiping him? Yeah. Oh, God. You didn't reach out to the, like, you didn't ever, no. never, you didn't hit one no. to be like, yo, you send me that poem. Yo, why didn't you get the poem? I, I could I didn't want to go any further with it. I screen recorded the bio so I could have it, and then I moved on. Oh, <laughs> Get and, the, always get the poem. And, 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 and how has, since that experience, how, how have the online profiles been? Oh, that was 
only about two or three weeks ago. Um, so I haven't really gone on, uh, definitely haven't gone on Hinge since uh, since that one. Um, kind of taking a break, I think, for now. What makes Hinge different from like Tinder and Bumble and all those other ones? Honestly, I don't think there's much of a difference. I used to use Tinder and Bumble uh, years ago when they first came out, had a little bit of success on those. Yeah. But then, as I'm sure you guys have uh, heard, it kind of just switched and it just became more of like a hookup app. And, and Hinge is kind of getting that way now, too, to be honest. But it seemed a bit more promising oh. when... When I first downloaded do you, it, a couple do you of years find ago. the same people on all apps? Like, do you ever come across the same person from app to app to app? I have in the past, and and people that I've dated have admitted that they have several apps. Oh, um, yeah. Damn, gotta hedge those bets. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, no problem. Have a great day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> What's going on? I think there's a a ghost in our condo building. Because there's a ghost in the house. house. There's, there's a, a ghost, ghost in the house. Because someone tried to open my door by putting their keys in the lock yeah. and like trying to open like you do with a key. Mm-hmm. And security was reviewing the cameras at that specific time and reviewing and reviewing for like two hours and could see nobody for two doing hours? It. They because, spent two hours of their night. Because then they realized that they never changed the clocks on the computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were looking at the wrong hour. Mm-hmm. And then they saw nobody ever putting their key in my door. But did they so, see keys there? No, they saw nothing. So but do they you see the some, So you misheard something then? No, it was oh. it was one even the dog started barking. Like I heard it's the same sound as when Matthew's coming home for lunch. I know that sound. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. <laughs> That's embedded in my brain. So I heard that sound and they saw nothing. So there's clearly a ghost. I witnessed yeah, a ghost. You, or, or, or you misheard something. Mm-hmm. No, you can't mishear keys going in a lock and jiggle. Yeah. But you also yeah, live in a condo people. where there are other No, units. I didn't hear it distantly, like I, like as if I felt the sound. So when you got up and looked through the people, what did you see? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't look through the people. I ran. Oh, okay. I you ran. You. So, the, I so you were <laughs> in bed. No, and I was on the couch watching Seinfeld. Yeah, and then you okay. ran in which direction? I ran into the office and closed. I was scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were scared of what? That Matthew might be coming home early? No, I you knew. You just said that. it sounded exactly like Matthew was coming I home. I know, but there's no way it was him, so I thought someone was coming into my home. So, so I went into the office and called security to co- th- so they could come up. And did security come Why, why didn't you just go to the door? And, and what? And risk dying? Look through the peephole. Yeah, no, I thought security could come up and walk the halls. <laughs> okay, so oh you're locked you locked yourself. You in... have no survival instinct. None. None. So you None. locked yourself <laughs> in the den, right? Yeah. Oh and then and you called and how long from the time you called security to when they came upstairs? How like long? Like five minutes. Five minutes. And then they went to the camera system and, and in fact they said the camera system was not triggered by any movement. Okay. okay. So during the time that you're in and remind us again, are you home alone? Yes. So after you called security, you immediately called Matthew? Yes. And what did Matthew say? He says, you need to figure out who this is. You need, like, it's our uh-huh. door. We have the right God, to know. You guys are so dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. You're home. It's your so, problem. So, Maury, when you were in the office thinking that there was an intruder coming in to murder you, right? Yeah. At what point did you start worrying about all the things that Matthew might find out if he does come home and finds you dead in the office? Oh, no, I've covered my tracks. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. 
daily or is this like a weekly thing? Do you set a reminder or is this something you do every day before you get It's home? whenever I get around to it, but I need to sort of, I guess, up the ante on that. Like, you know, case in point, if somebody came in. <laughs> Did you bring food in the office with you when you thought you were going to die? Yes, I had taffy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dead covered in taffy. <laughs> Didn't delete the browser history. Bro, that's the worst headline ever. That's the worst headline ever. Your open would be wild, bro. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, is this, oh my God, oh, I'm actually on the show. Oh my God, this is wild. Guys, I'm a huge fan of both of you guys. Holy smokes. Uh, Ross, you're amazing. Mocha, you're hilarious. Murray, you're damn funny. Um, uh, my question is to Ross, actually. I read your book, Ross, and I loved it. You guys still with me? I'm sorry, I don't know if yeah, I'm still yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, we're here, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the floor, bro. I've got a night shift, and I'm just going right now. You know what I mean? I got this energy. Um, Ross, I loved your book, man. I, 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 I'm a fan, man. I'm like, holy smokes. One question for you, though, um, about your house. Where exactly, like, you don't have to tell me exactly, but where do you live? Because you said you live out somewhere in the country, right? What, like, uh, where he lives now? Yeah, like, where do you live now? Like, with Roxy and uh, uh, Catherine. Okay, so. <laughs> bro. Hold on. Sorry. First of all, whoa, 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 sir, 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 sir. Uh, what's your name? Igor. Igor, sorry. Igor. I should have talked about that. I'm that's sorry okay, that's that. okay. No, no, no. No need to apologize. Uh, so you want to know where Roz lives now? Yeah, so, it doesn't have to be exact then the location, just like roughly because you live in the country, right? Okay, dude, okay, so in certain contexts, what I'm yeah. about to say sounds completely normal and yeah. and fine. Okay. But in this type of context, it seems like a gross flex. But the answer to your question is I have two houses. Okay. So, so you want to know wh- which out of the two houses, Decor, do you want to know about? Okay. Wh- which one do you live in like, currently, I guess? Both. <laughs> yeah. That was rich guy talk right there. Okay. You see, but you see what I'm saying? How this sounds like a gross flex. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a gross flex. Yeah. He spends time uh, no. at both, sir. No, we uh, we live we live in the city, and then we have uh, we have a cottage um, about an hour and a half outside the city. Oh, I thought it was actually your place. I'm like, damn, like, you're coming from like the play, uh, your place outside, like out of the city, coming to work, busting your ass. Because I read your book, man, and I respect your hustle, man. I'm like, that's crazy. I still bust my ass. <laughs> well, I know you do. I know you do. But I'm just like, like you're you're you have such a good like, and both of you guys, how all your true crew and team is just an amazing work work ethic and i love that uh just coming from like a eastern european household and mentality just having that good work ethic and i love that about you guys you guys are hilarious too oh igor uh thank you your support means the world (laughs) to us um where are you at right now where are you going you going to work no i was coming home from work Uh, okay wanted to see if I got on the show, and I actually got on the show. Oh, I'm like, okay. what the hell? Uh, what did you, by the way, Raza's uh, memoir, A Little Bit Broken, is available everywhere. Uh, is there any particular part of the book that you identified with the most, or is there a particular story uh, in your mind that stands out the most? Or just the real estate? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Actually, the part where you had a really jerk boss, I'm like, kudos to you, man, Like that you stayed with her for four years. Like holy crap, man! Like, like I, I, I don't know how you did it. Like, like I know you did it to get to your place now, but the part about you just dealing with a uh, jerk of a boss, 
kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Igor, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Thank you for your support over the years. Uh, before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Oh, okay. I, I'm so Mocha, I loved you for a long time. You're an iconic laugh. But Roz, man, you, I think you touched my soul, man. Yeah. Is it because he's got two houses? <laughs> if I if I went and bought another house and lived in that as well part time, would I get back on the favorites list? <laughs> You're the best, Igor. Take care. Thank you guys. Take care, boy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I read an internet acronym yesterday that I had to actually go and look up because I had no idea what the hell it meant. Which one? And I thought I knew these things, which I don't. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, shut up, your LOL. <laughs> it was uh, H-I-F-W. H-I-F-W. Is that a new yeah. one? After you no. looked it up, were you like, I've never seen this before? Or, ah, yeah, it makes sense. Is yeah, it, but, but then, ha, but the, I found Waldo? No, it is not ha, I found Waldo. H-I-F-W. What is it? How I feel when, when mm. what? So it's it'll it'll be like a meme of somebody falling off something or whatever, and it's yeah. like H I F W. How I feel when, blah blah blah. I've right? never seen that. Like it's thank you, thank you. It's getting out of hand. Uh, let me go through some of these with you because I think that you two are Mocha and, and Maury far more online, as they say, than I am. I was just online before we went on the air. As Mocha said, LOL. You know that one, right? Laugh out loud. Uh, what about uh, this one, Maury? MFW. MF. Not, and it's not Maury for the win. Yeah, <sighs> MFW. <laughs> um, meet found. When? No. No. My, my, uh, my father's. No, no. My face when. Oh. My face when. Okay, is W uh, always when? Okay, Mocha, um, S-R-S-L-Y. Oh, seriously. Okay, yeah. What? For uh, real? Yeah, yeah. Wait, say that again. S yeah. what? S-R-S-L-W. S-R-S-L-Y, sorry. Seriously. Uh, Maury, huh. T-L-D-R. Um, till? No. T-L-D-R. Do you oh. know what this is, Mocha? Yeah. Is it today yeah. something? Nope. Mocha, go ahead. Too long, didn't read. Yep. <laughs> oh, I, I should use that all the time. <laughs> uh, Maury, S O M L. S O M L. S O M L. Um, short. <laughs> of course. S. Um, summer of. S O M. Summer oh of men. No. <laughs> It's not summer of man. It's not the summer of men and lightning. <laughs> summer of men and lightning? No, can I just tell him? Yeah. Fine. Story of my yeah. life. Yes. Story Mocha, of you are, my you life. Are way oh, better. Wow. Way better. Uh, 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 Maury. How do you know uh, all this? Summer of men. <laughs> summer of men and lightning? Uh, uh, Maury, NBD. NBD. Not. No. 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 Um. Come on, man. Not or no? Now be late. Now no, be late? <laughs> NBD. No oh, big deal. Oh, oh. No big deal, Maury. Now 
What? No, I we already told said. you. It's, no, it's, no, it's, okay. it's, it's no big. It's no big deal. Okay. Uh, uh, J I C Mocha J I C. Uh, J. Oh, I know this one. Do I know this one? J I C. J I C. Can I say one? J I C. Go say one more, just in case. Yes. Uh, 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 Maury, Maury, to you with the last one here. Mm-hmm. Um, P A W. P A W. Oh, P A W. Um, yes. Um, P A W. Party at Walters. <laughs> no, no. You think that it's common? You think that this is it's so common there's that so everybody many, would know? There's so there's many Walters so, in the world that there's always a party, party there. at Walters. There's, there's so many. So many. No, it's. Parents are watching. Oh. That's why they can't be a party at Walter's. (laughs) (laughs) Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Melissa, hello. It's Ron and Mocha. How are you? Hi, Roz and Mocha. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? Why are you uh, on FML today? Tell everyone. So, basically, I have the chance to better my future, but I'm not really sure what to do. Oh, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. I'm currently in my first year of Teachers College, and I've been debating furthering my education by doing a master's program. It would be an extra year of school, and I was wondering if I should do it. I really want to get out there and start working and making money ASAP, but this will help raise my pay grade when I do eventually finish. Uh, Now is a good time to start applying and getting jobs for teaching, so I'm conflicted on if I should take the extra year to do my master's or if I should just start applying for jobs after I finish teacher's college. What is the timeline right now, Melissa, for when you finish teacher's college versus when you would finish if you did your master's? Um, So if I finish teacher's college, it would be next year I would graduate, but if I do my master's, it would be a year after that. Okay, but getting that master's, would it help? Would it give you a better chance to get a, a job once you're done? Um, I don't think it really affects it that much. It's more so it would give me a higher pay raise when I do start working. Mm. Okay, so what's the difference in pay? Um, it's about 3000 roughly each year. 3, it's different, yeah. So it's so you're looking at a, a pay bump of three thousand, and what's the extra your school going to cost you? Um, so the thing is, with my school, if I do it right after I graduate, they will pay for my tuition for my um masters so that's why it's a good idea um i could always like take additional qualification courses when i'm actually teaching mm-hmm. um but i have to pay for those courses obviously and they're about like 600 each oh okay uh could you wait the extra year like if it's going to help your chances if you're not going to have to pay for it and if you're going to end up getting more money at the end of it anyway I could, but when you have in your mind that you're gonna finish, you're gonna graduate in a year, you're kind of like, oh, do yeah. I want to do another it year? Out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 22. You're young. Yeah. You're young. I, I don't know. For me, I say take the masters. Yeah. Because even if you apply right now for a job next year, there's no guarantee that you're gonna get a job next year, especially when it comes to teaching, right? Like, don't these gigs come up like every once in a while? It's gonna take you a little bit. Right now, there's a lot of job openings with okay. teaching, so I'm scared if I take that extra year, I'll miss this op- this opportunity so, so, to get. So do both. Do both. And when I say do both, I mean apply for jobs, right? But yeah. also, also move towards your master's. And if that period where you are sort of coming to the end of that year where you've given yourself, if you land a great job, then no master's. Uh, if the job that you really want is not out there, do your master's. Okay, that's a good idea. What about yeah, people that you uh, t- 
talked to about this. What have they said? Everyone says to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still, I don't know. I know. In your mind, you're like, I'm done with this. But yeah, it's only like been a year, Melissa. Year. I know, but I've already been in school for six years. Oh. Well, it'll be six years in total. And then ah. if I do that at master's, it'll be seven years. Gotcha. So it's just a long time for teaching. But if, if you're worried that, you know, at the end of that year and right now you're in this wave where there's, you know, opportunity and jobs and everything, the your master's program is always going to be there. Yeah. But I won't be able to get it for free. Yeah, but you may not get a job at the end of it either. Yeah, that's true. Right? So I would, I, I would take feet on the ground running so before I would take another year of school. Okay. Personally, personally for me. But that said, apply, apply, apply. And if the job's not out there, you are already registered to take your master's. So then you just that's, continue to go to school. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's don't a good idea. Not apply, don't not apply for your master's. Do both. Give yourself the year. Apply for jobs. And at the end of the year, see what's, uh, see what's there for you. Okay, I'll do that. There you go. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Um, will this be on the podcast? Like, will I have this saved forever? Yeah. Well, so you can go back and make notes. You mean you weren't making notes just now? <laughs> no, just so I can have it saved that I talk to you guys. Yeah, of course it'll be on the podcast. <laughs> okay, and I have another question, completely <laughs> off topic. It's uh-huh. about Roz's book. Am I allowed to ask a question about that? Go for it. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I was just wondering what Maury's reaction or thoughts were to, like, how you mentioned him in the book, Roz. Oh, the footnote, uh, you mean? Yeah. Well, Dan Mori, what was your reaction? It was probably one of the coolest things, and I'm not trying to be funny or silly, it was probably one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. (laughs) Like, to be, you know, for Roz, like, it's a book about him and his life, and he took a moment to shine a light on somebody. Like, don't take me out of the paperback, please. (laughs) (laughs) Boy needs it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Second edition. By the way, I am having conversations about the paperback. Are you? Oh my god! Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Melissa. You're the best. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye bye. Bye. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Uh, The long-awaited sequel to Shazam is finally in theaters tomorrow. Fury of the Gods. Shazam. Uh, Zachary Levi, Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, I believe, is in yep. the movie as well. Um, incredible. Super excited for it. It's a good movie. Dan Mori yeah, enjoyed I really it. I love the first one. I love the first Shazam. Uh, Dan Mori got to spend time with Zachary Levi and Lucy Liu. And not just like, hey, let me sit down here and do this interview with y'all. They went to a studio and did portrait painting. Explain all of this, Dan Mori, please. Like what portrait painting is? No, like the, the situation. <laughs> oh, <you> must. okay. <laughs> I, so we got together and I'm like, okay, well, what can we do to bond and get to know each other a bit more? So bond. So, to bond. So it, it wasn't, we hung out at a bar and we oh, had- it was a bar? It was a bar and there were oh, easels no. with canvases on them. Yeah. So they painted me and yeah. I painted the character Shazam. Okay. Okay. And it was super fun. And I didn't realize, can I say, Lucy Liu's an actual painter. I didn't know this. Oh, she's an artist. Oh, damn. She has a yeah. show in New York. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Would have been oh. good to know that. Oh, no. <laughs> I already feel like a tortured artist. Wait, why is this turning into soap? Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not lying. I have not done anything like this in probably 35 years. So I've never. So I apologize. Oh, wow. How much water is she supposed to mix with this stuff? That's it's like a dab. Just a little dab. 
Okay, are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm ready, but my body is already turning just so. Wait. Is that my belly? No, that's Wait, the, what is that's this? like the what back is... of your chin and your ear that coming to like life. Oh, I got to <laughs> form the rest of your head, your oddly shaped head. This guy. Has anyone this looked guy, at him recently? Had a little bit of well, you're shaping me from the side. And, well, I think your ear needs to be a little bit bigger. Oh, okay. This is Shazam's hair. I'm still on the hair. You know what? I'm kind of impressed with what's happening here. Yeah, you look that was horrible. You look that, that looks like a, like a potato. Are you trying? I tried with the hair. And look, you made me look like a pot of tea. Well, you are a pot of tea. <laughs> Have you looked in a mirror lately? I'm giving you a new shape to your, to your glasses also. Well, I love what you did with my beard. You're, you look really? like you're fainting a war zone right now. <laughs> okay, I hope that you're going to, like, can one of you hang this in your living room? Aren't there like, laws against things like that? <laughs> oh, I'm done, actually. I, I feel good about my you piece. You sign your work. Oh, I got to sign more. There's oh. no eyes. It's all about interpretations. We need to talk about my nose. What, what did you do? It's fabulous. So my eyes above my, my I nose. I gave you a lot more hair than you have, so just, you're welcome. Are you saying I'm balding? No, you're not. I'm not even kidding, Lucy. Like, seriously, that's, like, I would look at that in a, you could, that would look like it could be in a museum or something. Thank you. What do you think of Shazam. That's a potato so you look with ketchup bleeding out of it. That's, you've the... made a bleeding potato. You know what? Before we run out of time, while you're finishing up, let's tell everyone why they should definitely watch Shazam in theaters on Friday. Well, I mean, I think... This guy's in it. He's fantastic. Oh, stop it. But I'm she's not wrong. Also, Lucy <laughs> and Dame Helen Mirren are insanely talented, wonderful, beautiful ladies on screen and off, and they crush their roles as what they would call heroes, but really they're the villains in our story. It feels like like a old, like, like Goonies, like that kind of Amblin, Lucas, Lucas filmy kind of vibe, you know? All right, are, are we going to reveal? Fabulous. Are we going to reveal? Yeah, reveal. Sure. This is gorgeous. I'm in touch I'm by telling this. you, like I'm, su- like, I'm genuinely impressed by that. Okay, here, right, we, go. here we go. Right there, boom. Absolutely boom. amazing. Guys, you know, I do have to say, I had the chance to see Shazam, and it is incredible. Thank you. Absolutely incredible. You enjoyed it? Yeah. Did you laugh? You cried? I laughed, I cried. I do want to find out for me. Did you get to take the outfits home, or were there, like, strict rules on strict the outfits? Rules. Very strict rules, but I wouldn't take mine home anyway. I love wearing that thing at work, but I would never want to wear that thing outside of work. You would have a bladder infection. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. That was thank so you. much fun. Was awesome. That was amazing. Thank you so I much. Not make it Go see Shazam. Uh, that is uh, Zachary Levi and Lucy Liu doing portrait um, painting with Dammit Mori for the new movie uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Roz, if you can check your email real quick. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at We forwarded you now. the portraits that every single they one look- of them drew. So Lucy Luz is really great. It's amazing, she, right? Was yeah. she staring at your face or from a picture, Maury? No, like she looked at me. Really? Because huh? Lucy Luz is great. She, you look like Van Gogh. Like you know that know. that the, you, that's what you look like. Like yeah. she painted you looking like Van Gogh. Um, Zachary Levi's picture of Maury looks like a um, a version of like Dilbert, but like a really rough looking Dilbert. Oh, and it's only a, and it's the, only a head. The description it, of was, teapot. I, th- I identified with a little bit more when looking at that photo. I was like, yeah, you know what? I could see yeah, that as like being a bowl a of French onion soup. And and Zachary Levi's description of Maury's painting, which is a potato with blood shooting out of it, is 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Shazam! Fury of the Gods in theaters tomorrow. Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Hello, Charlie. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Doing good. All right, Charlie, welcome to Razamoka's Hell of a Story. <laughs> when and where does your Hell of a Story take place? So when I was in my second year of university, um, I was 20 years old, and I met a guy at the end of the night at a club. How long ago was this? Um, mm, well, so about 20 years ago. Okay. So I met a guy at a club. Well, it was actually a strip club, so that's red flag number one. <laughs> was it a like boys take their clothes off or girls take their clothes off? 
Oh, girls. 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 Oh, okay. So he wasn't a stripper. No, he was a customer. Like oh, he was, okay. okay. Here we go. <laughs> but um, like he was super hot, and we locked eyes, um, mm-hmm. and we immediately exchanged numbers. Yeah. Um, but there was no time to talk at the time because the club was closing. So that night, we ended up texting um, all throughout the night and then all day on Sunday. And he asked me on Sunday if I wanted to do a day trip to Ottawa with him. Um, so I live about five hours from Ottawa. I knew that it was going to be like a long day there and back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was pretty stupid and naive. Um, and <laughs> so I said yes. Oh, my God. And <laughs> I didn't tell anyone what I was doing, that I was going on this trip. And I didn't do that for two reasons. So first of all, I knew it wasn't smart. And second, I was going to be missing a full day of classes at university. So I never even bothered to ask why he was going to Ottawa in the first place. I just liked that he was hot in 28 and that was good enough for me. So I met him at the gas station that's right across from my apartment building. And this was red flag number two. And I should have known as soon as I saw his car (laughs) not to get in it. Um, So it was one of those like super low to the ground, souped up cars, painted purple and has like this boisterous engine and like deafening loud gangster rap music coming from (laughs) the car. (laughs) And he rolls down the window and he has a joint hanging from his mouth. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) He says, he's like, get in, babe. I'm like, okay, for sure. So (laughs) I get in the car and the very first thing he says to me is, do you have to use the washroom before we go? Because we're not stopping. Oh, my and God. I, okay. And so, so you got out of the car, right? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course not. So he flies out of the parking lot. <laughs> um, and he's driving like an absolute maniac doing a buck 40 down the highway. <laughs> yeah. And I asked him why he needed to go to Ottawa in the first place. So he told me he had a buddy that lived there and he had to deliver a bag to him. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I just kind of looked into the back seat, and sure enough, there was uh, an athletic bag on the seat. And Uh then there was a gray blanket beside the bag. But I didn't really think too much of that. So we continued to talk, and then he ends up telling me out of nowhere, he's like, but don't worry, babe, I carry, and and you'll never have to worry because I'll always protect you. What? So then he reaches into the back seat and pulls back the gray blanket, and sure enough, there's a gun there. Oh <laughs> my God. Charlie, uh, why are you not asking to be let out of the car at this point? Because I thought it would be better off to play along and just like get through it and pretend like it was no big deal, even though I had never seen anything like that in my life. Okay. So 15 minutes later, I took my phone out and I was just going to text a friend of mine and ask him to help me get out of this. But he grabbed my phone from my hand and said, you don't need that when you're with me <laughs> and he slides it into his pocket yeah so i started like pulling my hair out of my head and like dropping it in the car <laughs> biting my nails off and leaving it in the car to I leave thought, dna you know, yep oh my god jeez i know because i was panicking so then i thought okay if i ask to use the washroom somewhere i'll ask to use their phone when i asked to use the washroom he pulled over on the side of the road <laughs> and told me to go outside oh my god I know. So anyways, we get to Ottawa and he opens the bag that was in the back seat quickly and all I see is like white packages. Mm-hmm. So surely it's cocaine and pills. And he yeah. brings me inside some absolute mess of a house, like a crack house of some sort. And he introduces me to everyone as his girlfriend. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
he does not let go of my hand until at one point he slaps on my butt and he tells me to go sit in another room with some of his friends. <laughs> and we did not get home until 7 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Oh, God. So when he drops me off, now he knows where I live. So when he drops me off, he insists to come up that he's going to come up to the apartment with me and tuck me in because I was tired. Tuck you in? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So then he follows me up and I'm like, well, you know what? I said, I'm going to go to my 830 class instead. So he's like, well, get dressed and I'll bring you. And then after that, he stalked me for quite a few weeks. Um, at that time, we had a landline too, and my roommate that my roommate and I shared. Mm-hmm. And he would call that repeatedly. He parked outside my building. He would show up at my university, and I managed to dodge him every single time. And I never had to talk to him. So I thought about you. you know I thought about going to the police, obviously, but I had asked around about him, and everyone who knew him kind of had the same reaction and said the same thing. They said, "Stay away from him. Don't get involved. Just let it go." So I found out after that that he was married with a kid. What? And about a month later, after our little getaway, I found out that he was arrested for drug trafficking, possession of illegal firearms, and domestic violence. Oh, my God. You are so lucky you got Uh, out of that situation alive. Okay, so what's the what's the lesson here? Like, if you could take this and, and spin it into wisdom for uh, other young women, what's the lesson here? I mean, there's so many. <laughs> How about don't give a guy your number at the strip club? How about when you're in a car and a guy goes, hey, I got a bag that I have to deliver, you ask what's in it. Also, what's under the gray blanket? And he's like, my gun. You get out of the car. Yeah. He was driving. He was driving at oh that time. Oh, my God. Oh, right? my God. For some uh, reason, I- like in the middle of the story, I thought it was going to take a real switch. And the end of the story, you're going to be like, and now we're happily married. <laughs> no. I helped him get out of the game. <laughs> no, he's in the joint. <laughs> No. <laughs> that was truly one hell of a story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. Right, Take love. care. Bye bye. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, today's finally the day. Scream Six is out. I had this secret. There's a darkness inside of me. It followed me here, and it's going to keep coming for us. We share a certain history. Well. This isn't like any other ghost face. What is this place? Ghost face is back. Shrine. We've got to lure him in. We execute him. Oof. Or so you think. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipsh** in the mask. Damn. But there's never been one like me, Gail. So the gang's all back. Come on now. And I'm so far behind because I just started rewatching them. Like, Rox yeah. and I watched the first one not that long ago. So I'm like five behind now. Well, oh, uh, wow. this is not a spoiler alert because it's in the trailer, but they are not in Westboro anymore. Oh. This one takes place in New York City. Excuse Like me. on busy streets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Ortega is back as Tara Carpenter, Melissa Barrera. As her sister Sam, uh, Courtney Cox is in this one again. Of course, as Gail Weathers, Hayden Panettiere is back as uh, Kirby Reed, and David Mori got a chance to talk to Melissa uh, Barrera, who plays Sam Carpenter, about Scream Six out today. And I guess uh, I saw this in the trailer, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> Courtney Cox almost gets punched in the face. Oh, 
Or at least they attempt to. I really wanted to do all my questions in the voice of Ghostface. I don't know how annoying that's going to be. Can we try? I would have loved that. Actually, let's do it because no one's ever done that. Let's do it. Okay. Hello, Melissa. Are you ready? That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, Can I hear your ghost face? (laughs) Do you like scary movies? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay. Are you a massive fan of Friends? Because how hard was it to... Hold on, what? You just... Are you a Mastiff? Massive? Are you a Mastiff fan of... Mastiff fan? Are you a Mastiff fan? What does Mastiff fan mean, champ? Well, <laughs> listen, you have to be a Mastafarian in order yeah, to that, Yeah, I don't even know. Are you a Mastiff fan of Friends? Because how hard was it to almost punch Monica Geller in the face? And, you know, because she's a national treasure and all. I am a huge fan of Friends, and I'm a huge fan of hers. And I was a little mortified when I had to, like, pretend punch her because I've actually punched someone in the face before while I was acting because you get carried away in the moment and uh, and sometimes accidents happen so I was mortified at the possibility of punching her but I didn't we were you know camera tricks and we were a far apart especially when you're it's got to be tough when you're a master fan <laughs> let's play rank it okay I have picked three of the most iconic horror characters three random of the most iconic horror characters you put them in order of scariest we have ghostface huh? Michael Myers and jigsaw rank them I I'm going to say jigsaw for scariest because that movie traumatized me and when I was whenever it came out it like it made me not want to watch horror movies anymore for a really long time. So I'm going to say that's the scariest. And then Ghostface, because Ghostface is pretty scary. And yeah. then Michael Myers, because, I don't know, because that's the only option left. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> cool list, bro. Uh, this is uh, Melissa Barrera, who stars as Sam Car- Carpenter in the uh, Scream 6 movie, which is out today. How precious is the Ghostface mask on set? Because that's iconic. What were the rules on set? Were you allowed to put it on and take selfies? Or what happened between takes? Like, how precious did they make that? It's very precious. Um, there are a lot of masks because, obviously, um, covid and you can't share a mask, but um, but it is very precious. They do keep them away. I managed to sneak one, and now I have it in my house. Oh damn! Like an actual one? An actual one that was used in the movie. I have it in my house on a mannequin head, and I, and it freaks people out when they come out of the hallway because it's right there. And and at night. People scream, and I love that. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. Why you can't would you do that? Because oh, it's funny. In the house. It's funny. Yes. Why would you do that? Especially if you're a master fan. <laughs> that is uh, Melissa Barrera, who is in the new Scream 6 movie, which is out today. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Want to hear a little bit of new Ed Sheeran, or do we have time to do that right now? Of course, always have time for Ed yeah. Sheeran. Because you remember he was teasing the um, his new album and he, he had been working on another album for like years and then he ditched the whole thing mm-hmm. um, when he went through it with his uh, his wife. His wife got sick and they were having a baby and uh, so he deleted everything off Subtract and uh, started fresh. And this is, what's this called more? Is it Eyes Closed? Is that the name of this? I think it's called Eyes Closed. Yeah. So I'm dancing with my eyes closed. Everywhere I look, I still see you. Oh. Time-
Absolutely not. No, huh? Damn you, Ed Sheeran. You're such a brilliant songwriter, performer, artist. Mm -hmm. That song, and you get all the emotions. Maury's actually crying. I don't know what his voice does to me every time. Yeah, no, I hate you, Ed Sheeran. I love you, you, but I hate you. What does it make you think about, Maury? Why are you crying? No, it's just, honestly, it just instantly brings back memories. Like, it instantly brings back, like, it just takes you to places like family. Takes you to, like, you know, with friends or campfires. It's just... What's the first thing that came to your mind uh, that brought you to tears just now, listening to that? When I used to go to overnight Jew camp. And what happened there? Why oh, is, what what was the significance of this though? Why did why did this song? It bring just back reminded to me. It just reminded me of being outside at camp. Yeah. I don't know why. Day or night? Inst- nighttime. It instantly. I felt okay, the so, breeze. So let's let's take you back there. Let's take you back there. How old were you then? Six? No. Th- Twelve. Twelve? Huh? Yeah. Okay. So let's take you back there right now. You're at Jew camp. You're sitting by the fire. Oh. Right. And then. Uh, and then you're listening to this. Oh my god! Oh my god! When you're sitting, oh my the, god! And I the, remember roll like we used yeah. to do a thing called roll call where we'd all have to sit on the logs, and the counselor would have to like you know do the announcements and stuff. And I always sat sat next to my friend Vlad, mm-hmm. and I just miss those times with Vlad. What do you miss about? Shout out to Vlad. Shout out to Vlad. I just I miss the simplicity of those times. I miss you know the freedom. What freedom did you have then that you don't have now? Being married? (laughs) (laughs) Do you miss Vlad because you wanted to marry Vlad? Is Vlad your your lost love? You have the most freedom of anybody ever, with the exception of you just No, but if you wanted to go to the art cabin and do boondoggle, like, no one's going to stop you. You're just missing the boondoggle, huh? <laughs> is that what it is? He's getting no boondoggle at home? And you wish you to boondoggle it over with Vlad? Right? <laughs> missing the boondoggle at Jewish camp? <laughs> What's the matter with you, Matthew? Get a man some boondoggle. He hasn't had it since 12 years old at Jewish camp. <laughs> Once again, shout out to Vlad. Yeah, shout out to Vlad. The boondoggle that got away. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha Show here. Thank you very much for kicking it with us today. Are you there? Oh, no. Roz, are you there? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm there right here, go. man. Oh, yeah. you got to speak. Yeah, I was. Listen, man, I got so many buttons over here. Dude, I'm okay? staring at your lips. They were not moving. They were moving. Also, stop staring at my lips, okay? <laughs> you got a million other things to do during the show, okay? Stop I mean, staring how could at my you mouth. not look at those things? Just uh, stop it. That's why I grow my mustache so long, because Maury's such a weirdo at work. <laughs> if I didn't work with Maury, I wouldn't have a beard. 
I swear to God. <laughs> Clean shaven. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. I would be. Oh, no. Yeah. Is that why you I have th- a beard, Mocha? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then what happened? Maury grew a beard. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Right? Stalker. Hey, so does Matthew, uh, has he come around to, to the beard? I know, like, he was kind of wish-washy about it. He liked it. He didn't like it. He liked it. Does he like it or not like it now? No, now he loves the beard. Oh, okay. But he doesn't oh. want me to grow. Like the argument now is, I would love to grow it like super long. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says that when we keep... all, <laughs> but he likes oh. it. He likes it short. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Do I need to call him to confirm you. that? And that's why he's good, with me. Good for you then, Amor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long do you want it, though? Oh, I would love it like a good foot and a half. Really? What? No, no, honestly. Like, you how long is yours? Long. Not a foot and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a long beard. Look, okay. <laughs> like, I, wa- I want like, whatever length yours is a bit longer than that. <laughs> what do you mean? See what I mean? Stalker, right? <laughs> I want whatever you have. I want whatever you have. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's no, man, weird, you, you wouldn't. I don't think that you would uh, do well with a long beard. And I'm very jealous really that yours is gray. Why? Because I would love. I think it's very distinguished. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, so, what do you think yours stuff. looks like? No, mine's nice. Mine's very GQ. But I <laughs> told you that. The only thing I'll say the your so your mustache part of your beard, right? It's grow. It grows so long, like it covers your lips. I think that part looks a little oh, bit weird. No, I use nose trimmers on my lips often to like clean that up. No, but it like completely covers your top lip. No, I, I tr- like I well, often bring it you back. You can't trim your mustache above your top lip. No, no, no but like just weird. no, it just looks a little like no, you can't. I, I don't see anything there. <laughs> it's there. Okay, but no, but to Roz's point, you can't go too high. No, obviously. <laughs> like like I, I trim mine right, like right at my, I guess, lip line. Yeah. Right. So the hairs yeah. don't go over my lips. Yeah. No, even I, that's weird. I like I trim once in a while because it starts dangling into my food. Dangling into your food? <laughs> like if I'm eating sauce, I can feel the sauce on my hair. Poor Shem just wants to get the hell out of here. <laughs> That's okay. This poor guy. Sorry, you know Shem. I mean? <laughs> we'll end your misery right now. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I have a new favorite show that you guys have to watch. I don't know if you guys are watching it yet. On Apple it? TV, Shrinking. Oh, yes. Who's in that? Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's good. Right? And um, Jason Siegel. Oh, that sounds like good. Cash. And produced, and I believe created by Jason Siegel, and the guy that plays Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Yes. And the writing on it is absolutely brilliant. I think they're getting ready to wrap up the season. They're eight episodes deep. And uh, they're quick episodes. Like is it like minutes. psychology stuff? Is that why it's called shrinking? So here is um, the synopsis for the show. A grieving therapist starts to tell his clients exactly what he thinks. Ignoring his training and ethics, he finds himself making huge changes to people's lives, including his own. So Harrison That's Ford, all we ever want when we go to the shrink is them to tell us what they think. They never do. <laughs> so Harrison Ford runs this. It's his practice, right? And then Jason Siegel works for him. And they have this great relationship. It's almost like father-son, right? mentor uh, mm-hmm. type relationship, and Harrison Ford is just this miserable grump 
which is why I think you would like it, Roz. And <laughs> I do love it. I love the show. Yeah. Oh, so you've been watching it? I'm ca- I'm caught up. Are you really? Oh my god, yeah. dude! It's so good. Like the writing on yeah. it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? No, 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 uh, no. It's uh, uh, it's really great. A little bit of the trailer here. What's on your mind today? Like I want to change, but I'm not particularly open to make those changes. I'm trying. Every time I get rid of one compulsion, another compulsion comes up. Are you yawning right now? Spoiler alert! I feel like I'm stuck. Right. How does that make you feel? Jimmy! Liz! Hey! It's three in the morning. I'm sorry. What's in that bowl? Pretzels. The other bowl. Maybe some painkillers. Maybe? There's painkillers in there, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, the show is so, (laughs) so good. The writing on it is incredible. This is my favorite Jason Segel because it's the closest to like for me the ultimate jason siegel right as far as the character and his acting and his insecurity mixed with everything else is jason siegel from forgetting sarah marshall right <laughs> thank you that for is, saying that's that. that's my favorite jason yeah. siegel and jason siegel in this show is the closest to that yes that he's ever done yeah because this is right up his alley of comedy like it just yeah. fits him and and his character so yeah. perfect it's almost like they took the forgetting Sarah Marshall character and mm. continued his life story. And then this is what you get. Like this is the next evolution yeah, it is. of his it character, is. Right. right? Yeah. It's uh, very, very close. Yeah. yeah. If you get a chance, please go watch this show. Harrison Ford in it is like beyond hysterical. Just with the, the, the way they wrote his character and his dry, dry humor. And then the neighbors, yeah. uh, that live beside Jason Siegel. Oh my God, more. You have to watch this show. Oh, I, I, now that I know about it, I will. You said Apple TV? Apple TV. It's called Shrinking. Yeah. I will get a subscription. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Hi, Nicole. How are you? It's Bras and Mocha. Hey, good morning. Good. How are you? Good. Why are you reaching out to us today? Uh, so I need your advice. The uh, executor of my dad's will spent all our inheritance. Oh, my God. You wrote us this. Raza Mocha, fix my life. My dad passed away in 2004 when my sister and I were 11 and 12. My dad's friend was the executor of his will and was to give my sister and I our inheritance when we turned 20, 25, and 30. Um, When I turned 25, I was asking him for some of my money, and he made excuses that the bank was having problems and all this stuff. A week later, my mom went to him, and he confessed that he spent it all, and there was none left. How much Mm -hmm. did did he spend? Honestly, like... It would probably be closer to 200000 Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nicole, why was your mom, why was she not in charge of the money? Um, so my mom and my dad separated when I was about two. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So okay. he, uh, I, yeah, I have no idea why he would give it to his friend, but. Is there not some sort of fail safe that prevents this? Like, is there not some sort of dual signature when you need to take money out? Like, I just don't understand how this happens. So like your dad passed yeah. away and whatever he was worth, basically it sounds like his his money just went in his friend's like checking account like there was yeah. no escrow account no protection I, yeah like so like when my mom found out she got like all like the documents that he had from when he passed and everything and uh we went through and like he'd be taking out like five hundred dollars one week a thousand the next and then 
I tried calling the bank and they're like, oh, we can't give you any of that information and like was just being really rude to me about it because I wasn't on the account, I guess. But What about a um, lawyer? Have you guys reached out to a lawyer yet? So I did reach out once when I was um, when I found out. and mm-hmm. I, I was young, too, so like now I'm older. And I'm like, okay, should I do something about it or not? But um, because he has no assets, the one person I talked to over the phone was like, well, you'd just be suing for the principal, not like you won't probably get anything back. So oh I'm like God. debating on what to do. Like, should I like just give up, not think about it anymore? Or should I try like one last hurrah, you know? <laughs> so so not only does this guy, did he spend $200,000 that was your inheritance? He has yeah. nothing to show for it? Yeah, yeah. And and then shortly after we found out like his wife, um, his wife left him and he has uh, two kids. So it's just kind of like, I felt bad at the time. And um. Yeah, I was just, I don't know. I just don't know what, like, what would you guys do, you know? What kind of dirtbag <laughs> friend like, is this? That's like Dumb and Dumber. Remember when they hand over the briefcase full of IOUs? Oh, yeah. Everything's accounted <laughs> for. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Ferrari hats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Legally, I don't I don't know. And, and legally, I don't know what the sort of contract was between your late father and this guy. Like, did he yeah. just say, you hang on to my money? And if anybody looks at this on the surface, like even for the bank, this guy yeah. wasn't spending your inheritance. He was spending his money, right? Like yeah, it was like, sitting, it was in his account. Yeah. And I think it was like in trust of like our name, but like, yeah, like he was able to go in. Like I know like throughout the years we had times where like we need some money. So we'd ask him and he'd give us some. Yeah. Um, but like, like I know like when my sister turned 20, she got like 20,000. But when right. I turned 20, I got like 14. So I should have kind of, had an idea at that time, but... Um, but you didn't know. You were uh, yeah, 20 years right? old, right? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Like, if yeah. you've already contacted a lawyer, have you yeah. talked to a lawyer that um, that specializes in this kind of stuff? Yeah, I think I'll probably have to do some investigation. Like, definitely, like, being able to reach out to you guys and talk about it. Like, mm. I was, like, up all night thinking, like, okay, oh, you know girl. what? Maybe I should spend some time, like, actually, like, see if I can do anything about oh, it. Oh, you, you can. Know? You just need the right yeah. person to help navigate you through everything. You yeah. you need to know, though, right, that doing anything with lawyers costs an incredible amount of money. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. And so yeah. if you're not guaranteed that at the end of this there is going to be money, it may not even be worth it for you to go down that road with lawyers. Right. And then that's the thing, too, is that, like, now I'm with my husband. We, we like, we live in my in-law's house with, like, our two-year-old son. So it's kind of like, damn, I wish we had that money. <laughs> of course yeah. you do. It's yeah. your money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and have you talked to him? Is there any sort of remorse? Yeah. Like, I, I tried reaching out. Um, so when we found out, like, a couple months later, he did give me, like, two, three thousand dollars $3,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, like nothing, like I would reach out to him when I had my son, like, Hey, like maybe there's like a payment you can like set up to give us money like monthly or whatever. Right. Yeah. But he never, he never, and he, like he hasn't said, sorry. No, not really. Oh, not, not really. Ooh, yeah. God. yeah. I know. Yeah. I, know. I, you know, calling, you can call a lawyer and get, you know, a consultation and, and their point of view that won't cost you anything. But as soon as you start going down this road, it's going to cost you money. Yeah. And and in order to go down this road, you have to have a path to 
get your money back with whatever way that is. To me, it sounds like this guy also is making ch- maybe child support payments. He's got mm-hmm. an ex-wife. You know, you're yeah. not you're not going to get any of that because that money's more important than your money, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the only way you could get it is if he didn't actually spend it, and there's some sort of investigation where maybe he's hidden it. Right. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I could suggest, and I don't know if you've already looked in, into this, but is there a way for you to get bank statements from the bank to show money being taken out? Like a full, yeah, full list. But then again, how that, are you going to prove what's his money well, versus what's your dad's money, right? Yeah, that, and that, right. that has to come from him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's like, I think, he, I think the account was in, it wasn't in his name. But like he just was, he just had the entitlement of like going into it. To you need to figure out. all that stuff out. You need to get yeah. the, you need to get a hold of the records as far as whose, whose name was this account in, and what sort of access was granted to the account, and maybe he did he did he falsify somebody's signature? Like you don't know any of this stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Get all the information before you see a lawyer. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate the help. I really do. What a deal. No, no problem. <laughs> Bye, Nicole. Day. See ya. Bye. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. Y'all ready for flying cars just yet? <laughs> no. I know in Back to the Future too. They kind of over exaggerated when they said uh, by 2015 when they went into the future at that time from 1985. We had like flying car. Like there was a flying car highway up in the sky, like Rose. way up there. Where right? we're going, we don't need. Roads. Well, it's the same thing with um, with Blade Runner too, right? Like they all had flying cars. Yeah, that was the, the, that was the, that was the thing. People, when people tried to think Jetsons. about the future, yeah. But when people tried to think about the future, it was just all like flying cars. Like that was the which was weird because we already had planes, mm-hmm. right? Like it's weird that like the idea of getting somewhere in the air seems so futuristic. I guess to personalize it would have been the thing. Yeah, right? like you're the pilot. Right? Yeah. Uh, so this guy, this CEO of an aerospace company, uh, did this interview with TMZ yesterday because his company is getting money from the U.S. government to help develop flying cars. And according to this guy, they've already been testing this out. And he's saying that by the end of 2024, we should have readily available flying cars. Shut up. There's no road rules up in the sky. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Because one of the first questions that they asked him was whether or not this was regulated. How does this work? I mean, does it, is it regulated by the, by the FAA? I mean, how would something like this work? Uh, we are uh, targeting what's called LSA light sport aircraft. It is two-seater, uh, s- uh, sort of a roadster vehicle uh, for short distances, for personal use that can be used for multiple uh, uh, situations or multiple uh, uh, cases. Like, you know, I want to play golf. Um, I want to, you know, uh, I have uh, I have this vehicle. I'm going to a more less populated area. I cannot fly into a main city like Chicago or uh, New York at this point. But, uh, you know, outside of, you know, this, this vicinity, you can fly. Uh, first responders, uh, military, armed forces, uh, Air Force has what's called Agility Prime program that is looking for such vehicles. So you're going to have a certain amount of or a regulated area designated just for flying these vehicles. But there'd be no air traffic control. So presumably there'd be some sort of floating lanes. 
That may have been the most rich guy thing that I've ever heard a rich guy say. You know, the flying car is good. Like on days like when you want to go and play golf. Yeah. You don't want to play golf in New York? You want to go to <laughs> Right? I'm glad you brought up the rich guy thing, right? Because it's a rich guy thing. Right. Because the next question that they asked, TMZ asked this guy, uh, is how much these flying cars that he's saying could be readily available in the next two years, how much is things going to cost? We're talking about uh, two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it really depends on the market um, because you know cost of material went up pretty pretty bad uh, after the COVID. But uh, we're still trying to do it um, as much as affordable as possible. Bear in mind this is new technology, not everybody can afford it at this point. But uh, with time, the battery and uh, you know as, as all electronics will be more efficient, will be easier to you know. Um, uh, to use it or yeah. to buy it, or the prices should go down or, or not go high as much. Does anybody ask how it flies? Like, what's the mechanism? Oh, thank you for asking that question, Ross. <laughs> okay, good. The, yes. The, 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 the Roni H1 has multiple sensors, anti-collision sensors as well. Um, so it's very, very easy to control it with a joystick. Uh, it will basically, uh, shy away, will not even get close to any obstacles. Uh, it knows, as I said before, it, itself in the three-dimensional world. So no steering wheel. You're controlling it with a joystick. Oh, that's awesome. Like a video now game. I want one. Like a video yeah. game, right? Yeah. <laughs> now I want Two, one. Okay. Now, now so, I want one. So now you know. I may start golfing just to get one. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick to Chicago. Uh, so now that you know it's two hundred to $300,000. Now that you know that this flying car that this guy is saying could be available in the next two years, um, so how much it costs, how it works, uh, uh, would you like to know how fast it goes? Because speed has to be a consideration, right? Of course. The the the, the, the H1 has multiple sensors. So maximum is 140. Wow, um, what? Um, Are you kidding me? 140 miles an hour? Yeah, and cruising is about 100. Oh my God, that I had no idea. Wow, I, and, I, I never and, thought and I'd say this, but it seems like you should slow it down a little bit. <laughs> That yeah, a but, but, but think about the possibility here because this is something that you're going to experience nature in a way there's nothing like that before that because it's, we're not talking about 10,000 feet. Uh, we're talking about a couple of hundred feet so you're still immersed in nature. The best videos or the best uh, videos of today are made by drones. So you're going to experience wow. that exactly like being there. So I'm, a gu I'm guessing because this guy's European, he didn't actually mean 140 miles per hour. They said 140 miles per hour. I can assure you that he said 140. He meant 140 kilometers, kilometers an, hour. an hour. Because that is, because if it's 140 miles an hour, that's 225 kilometers an hour. <laughs> that's quick time to get to Chicago to go, bro. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, Maria. How are you? It's Roz Amoka. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. Uh, Maria, send us a real nice note, Roz. Okay. Just want to thank you guys for getting me through nursing school. Always gives me a good reason to get up so early in the morning. Wow. Uh, congratulations on getting through nursing school. Thank you. I'm not done yet. Almost done. I'll be done in April. Oh, okay. And how's it going mm -hmm. for you? It's going well. Um, yeah. Working 40-hour weeks for free is a little tough, but yeah. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You sure do. Uh, so what's the, yeah. what, what, what is the sort of, what have they set you up for? Like, what have they told you is the life of a nurse? Like, what's waiting for you when you get out of school? Back pain. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, pretty much. It's a lot of lifting, mm-hmm. a lot of walking. Like you're not really, especially what's going on in the healthcare system now. It's you don't really get much time to sit. So yeah, what kind of shoes do you wear? Do you go, go oh. like like simple, 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 or are you in like real full support like Nikes? <laughs> No, I'm actually a New Balance. So New Balance, like, oh, okay. really, really good running shoes. Yeah, lots of cushion. <laughs> at the hospital uh, a couple times because of my shoulder, and mm-hmm. I noticed people, uh, nurses specifically, it was a mix of I should have counted, but it was a good mix of like just regular sneakers, like yeah. you said, New Balance and like Adidas, Nikes, and uh, a lot of Crocs yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, right? a lot of them were Crocs. Have really? you yeah. tried? Have you tried Crocs over sneakers? I think because I'm a student, I have to really stick to non-slip stuff. Just oh, in case. I got you. And yeah. uh, and so so, what are you most looking forward to being a nurse? And and what is something that you think uh, one job of a nurse that you think is may just bother you forever? Oh gosh! Or is that there going to be something that has, has there been anything that you've had to learn how to do that like took you a real while to get over it? Um, I think just. I was in school like during the height of COVID. So like being in really high acute units was, was really tough, like Mm -hmm. with with families because no one was really allowed to see their family members at that time. So I think that was the hardest thing to kind of adjust to, but I don't know, you learn. Do they prep you on how to act when somebody comes in with like something embarrassing, like how to not laugh or look judgy? (laughs) Um, I guess, yeah, you just have to really be professional. Like there isn't really anything else to to kind of go off. You can't obviously laugh in front of them. That would just be terrible. No, <laughs> of course so, you can't laugh in front of them. So the day <laughs> that I injured my shoulder, right? Yeah. And I thought I legit broke my shoulder. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this, Maria, but I was on a BMX bike and I, I took a jump, didn't hit the landing and I crashed into a wall, right? Mm-hmm. So I went yeah, to the I hospital, heard. Emerge, mm-hmm. yeah. and they had to, when I first get there and explain what was going on, and then they, like, take your, your heart rate and your blood pressure, all this, right? Yeah. And the lady was like, can you just take your shirt off? And I was like, I actually can't. She's like, well, we're just going to have to cut it off. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want you to cut my shirt. Like, I no, like this shirt. No. Like, can you at least help me? Can yeah. we try to figure this out together? And she's like, oh. Oh, wow. And then she helped me get the shirt off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after, she was like, okay, you can go sit down. A doctor will call you when it's time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, like, I'm now standing here with no shirt on, right? <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. Nipples are all hard. It's cold in there, right? <laughs> Legit, yeah, that's no, exactly I know. what happened. Yeah, goosebumps. Right? And she's like, okay, you can, take your things. She goes, you can take your things and go. Yeah. And I was like, well, I got, can you help me like, put my shirt on? I had a jacket. I'm like, I'm not going to put my jacket on. Or, like, try to, yeah, no. I'm not going to sit out in the no. emergency room You're not area. a gigolo. You're not walking out there with a jacket, no shirt. And so I had to ask her for a gown. And then again, she was like, oh, I'll see if we have one. And yeah. she got me a gown, and then I had to ask her to help me put it yeah. on. Yeah, no, it's right? very, it's very difficult. It's uh-huh. very, it's very difficult, and I understand the frustrations. But what happens when somebody comes in and goes, "I think I may have a can of soup in my bum." <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot, actually. Yeah, a lot more than you would. Yeah, you, it happens a lot more than you think it would. Yeah, yeah, they teach you about that object. stuff in nursing school. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just know it happens a lot. You heard. Um, well, congratulations on uh, getting ready to graduate in April, Maria. Uh, very honorable, very noble profession that you chose. Uh, we can't thank you enough for, for doing what you do and for what's about to come because I know you're going to be extremely busy. 
Before we let you go, Maria, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? It's Roz. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Like and that. even more so after your book came out, I'm in the middle of reading it. It's, it's amazing. You're in the middle of reading it? Yes, I am. Yeah. How far are you? Um, I just call it past Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's a fun nice. chapter. Yeah. That's, That's a good. fun chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria, your your support uh, towards our show means everything to us, so thank you. No problem. I think I've been listening since my college degree as well, so oh, wow. it's been a very long time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we love it and we love you. Thank you, Maria. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Miley released her new album, Summer Vacations, today. How is it? I haven't heard it. It's really good. Is it? Yeah. There's some bangers awesome. on there. Uh, there's some emotion on there, and I need to know from Miley who two of the songs are about because it sounds like she goes in. Is so the flower song that we always play, is that on that album? Yeah, it's the first song. Okay. Uh, the album's called uh, Endless Summer Vacation. Let me play this one for you real quick. This one's called Rose-Colored Lenses. Um, I like this one a lot, actually. So I think you guys are going to like it. Does, dude. This she reminds me of early like Cheryl Crow. You guys are going to like this album. This is, by the way, a new album from Miley called Endless Summer Vacation, which is out today. A uh, Thousand Miles is another song featuring Brandy Carlisle. Uh, there's one song on the album called Jaded that at some point Miley Cyrus is going to have to talk about who she wrote this song about mm-hmm. because there is some like emotion behind these lyrics. Oh, man, dude, it's such a good album. She has the most incredible voice. She may have made an album that touches the right amount on every single genre. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you? That she fits into. And share with you guys. It's a country record. It's a rock record. It's a pop record. The most savage song on the entire yeah, album. Yeah, please. And it's like, I think the last song. It features Sia. Oh. God, those two together. And the song is called Muddy. Okay. And I'm going to play you guys the clean version (laughs) because the explicit version is very, very explicit. By the way, this is uh, from Miley Cyrus's new album, Endless Summer Vacation, which is out now. And this song is called Muddy. I don't know who the hell you think you're messing with. 
So good. The album's really, really good. It's Miley Cyrus' Endless Summer Vacation, out now. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.